May you this day be blessed. Hi there, I'm Sister Catherine Herms and thank you for joining me today as we explore the love that is the heart of the world and the work of the heart that helps us become this love and discover it in the world so that all the world becomes to us like the miraculous burning bush. We have been invisibly stamped with the signature, the seal of the God who bends over us with such tenderness. I call this work of the heart, heart work. Heart work exists because people realize they've come to a place in their life where they, they want spiritual direction. Maybe there are too many options, or maybe there seems to be no options at all. Perhaps they have new eyes to see, or perhaps they're longing for this new sight. Some have touched the sunrise within their soul and want more. Others are longing for this spiritual gift. Sometimes our hearts are filled with nagging questions that run like background music in our life. Do I matter to God? Does God see me? Does God hear me? Does God get what's happening to me and what it means? In heart work, we answer the essential question, who am I now in this situation of my life and in these relationships? To learn more about heart work and what God has led me to do in the world, or just to stay in touch, visit touchingthesunrise.com. Sometimes I just want to bury my face in my hands as I kneel before Jesus. Quiet, rest, serenity, wisdom, love. I need it all to bring a shattered heart back into one. Particularly in times of civil unrest, periodically shielding my heart from the opinions and actions of others gives me a chance to breathe to breathe in the Spirit, to gaze at the world with the eyes of Christ. They say it is a quiet eye that enables athletes to make breathtaking comebacks when they are under extreme pressure. A quiet eye enables a golfer tennis champion to sharpen their concentration. It is described as a kind of enhanced visual perception that allows the athlete to to eliminate any distractions as they plan their next move. Jesus once taught me about this single-hearted gaze, or the quiet eye of the heart, that is a natural way that the heart sees. He told me in a time of my own particular distress, just keep your gaze on me. He said, just keep your gaze on me and allow me to look deeply into your eyes. As long as we keep our eyes locked in this trusting gaze, all these other things that worry you will be as they are meant to be. Just keep your eyes, Catherine, on me. Burying my face in my hands is, is one way to eliminate the sight of anything else that would distract me from his gaze the gaze that saves. It returns me to mm, the natural heart sight that sees more truly than, than the fixation of fear or the fixation of anger or one of revenge. 
When the children of Israel were bit by serpents in the desert, God told Moses to mount a seraph serpent on a pole and to raise it up above the people. Anyone who looks at it, the Lord said, would be saved. He drew their eyes toward what would heal them, and away from the chaos of what they must have been experiencing in a camp that had become infested with snakes. It would have been an act of sheer grit and absolute faith that would bring them to leave the position of self-protection to one of relationship with the one only who could protect and heal them. God understands, he understands that we need something to draw our vision to him, precisely when we are in the midst of times of personal or civil struggle. So, notifications of the latest post or tweet, lift your eyes to Christ's gaze. Conversations that unsettle, turn inward to receive Christ's gaze. Pictures of burning buildings, sounds of angry voices. Turn to search the face of Christ that offers that quiet place where your heart's eye can begin to refocus. In these days, I've felt helplessness, disbelief, horror. That one human being could do to another what we all witnessed in the last nine minutes of Mr. George Floyd's life. Dismay that one person could do this to his brother. Yes, to his brother and mine. For we all, as sons and daughters of one creator, are brothers and sisters to each other, members of one another. How can we allow this to happen to our brothers and our sisters who have struggled for centuries under the intolerable burden of racism? I go back to that gaze the gaze of Jesus, that moment when he said to keep the quiet eye of my heart focused on him. What is that gaze? It is the gaze by which Jesus makes me his sister, his friend, his beloved. We communicate our hearts and our hearts love or hate through our eyes. In the gaze of Jesus, I see the eyes of every single person in this country who at this time is trying to grapple with this. When I raise my eyes to Jesus in the Eucharist, I see their faces incorporated in his risen body. Somewhere deep inside me, there is that flowing river of love that can hold in itself every brother and sister, no matter how broken that can hold in my arms like the Pieta, the body of Christ, and my brothers and sisters who have been killed, that can hold as children the lives of all my brothers and sisters who have clamored for another's death, as Mary did when she, beneath the cross, became the mother of John and the mother of everyone present that day, clamoring for her son's death. So I invite you now to enter into that gaze. For just a moment, breathe deeply. Inhale, exhale. Release all tension, all holding. 
Notice any grasping, any distraction, any running from the quiet gaze of the Lord. Quietly bless these runaway thoughts with Psalm 46. Be still, be still. Imagine God placing his hand on your head and blessing you. Be still. Spend a few moments looking into the eyes of Christ in your own heart at a crucifix or statue, or if you are in a chapel at the Blessed Sacrament. And receive into your heart these words from Saint Ephraim the Syrian, a deacon and a prolific Syriac writer of hymns and a theologian from the fourth century. These words are from the book, The Bridal Chamber of the Heart. It is you, Lord, that they saw when they cast their glance at one another. It is you that your mother saw in your disciple. And it is you that the disciple saw in your mother. It is you, Lord, that the seers saw always in a mirror. They proclaim that we too can see you, O you, our Savior, when we look at one another. And from John of Deliatha, look into yourself and see God within you. Fasten your eyes on your heart, and God, rising out of your heart, will shine on your soul. If you look there continually, that is where you will find the kingdom. That is to say, you will find in yourself God, who is your kingdom. Because of their diligence, he reveals himself to the small number of those who keep their eyes fixed in their interior, making a mirror of themselves where the invisible one can be seen. The quiet eye, the gaze of a brother and sister, the gaze of a mother and child, that gaze of a shattered and broken heart that still believes, still hopes, still knows that it is love that is holding us all together. Invite your heart to be still. Offer a word of gratitude to God. Sometimes we can feel as though we were lost in a deep forest where no clear paths are visible. A blend of spiritual guidance, mentorship, and counseling 
The Heartwork community is a place where you learn to explore, love, open, and nourish the paradise of your heart, your deep heart, where God is already dwelling within you. You will discover that though you waited for light to appear from outside, the paths of light are imprinted in your heart where the Trinity abides, and we learn to walk them through the valleys and mountaintops of lived experience. Heartwork is a process of accompaniment that honors your story, creates a space in which you can safely explore what is happening with you, gain the tools to come home to your heart where the Trinity is already at work, be recreated by love, and set out again. To learn more about Heartwork and what God has led me to do in the world, or just to stay in touch, visit touchingthesunrise.com.